what's happening with right, my... Right, you can just... I need to turn on... Okay, well, well I'm, I'm going to call... It's really loud when I take my headphones I'm going to call Sarah. Off. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. aware. I might be shouting. But I'll... Yeah. I'll try and set the first one. I need to put them to charge off there. I've only got 34%. Hello! <laughs> Hey, yeah. Uh, that was a very tentative hello. It felt like a like does technology work? What's happening? <laughs> I, d- I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm new to this. Oh, it's fine. We can hear you, so that's all good. I'm getting slightly distracted at the moment though by the fact that Mike's about to video um, Barry taking his top off. So no, he's t- he's taking his top off. Uh, it's legitimately what's happening now. Hey, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's already gone a bit bananas. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, it's very nice to have you here. I'm very excited because I feel like you might be the person that I get to talk about Rick and Morty about for like hours on end. Um, because it excites oh, yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I am legitimately getting distracted by all this t shirt business. So, <laughs> so um, while I'm getting distracted, do you want to tell people, uh, the lovely listeners, who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Sarah Grayley, and I've written and drawn Little People Superstar, which is a Rick and Morty spin-off comic that comes out on Wednesday. So, yeah, <laughs> that's really soon. <laughs> I am. Um, I I really timed this badly because I was really hoping that I w- the first issue would be out so I could go ee at it. Um, but no. Sorry, no. It's them pair talking in the background. What t-shirt have you got now, Barry? Oh, it's another Chewbacca t-shirt. There you go. Little fat for you. <laughs> Come back, Barry. Gotta, gotta keep it consistent for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for this completely audio medium. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. Yes. Hey, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Just had to do a bit of mild stripping, apparently, for charity. Yeah, for charity. <laughs> it's all for a good yeah. cause. What are you guys going to do when you need the toilet? 24 hours is a lot of hours. I've already sneaked off twice for two wees, so it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm ruining the podcast magic, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've just realised. No, I've just realised. I've gone. I haven't been to the toilet yet. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought it was weird because I've been twice. Six hours. Yeah. Well, I've studied with um, Bedouin monks and (laughs) um, about how to sort of, you know, Clench. Clench. And, and no, 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 no one needs to know that. No, no, one want, no one wants to know that. You started it. Did I? Yeah, a little Did bit. Did I? A little bit. Did I? A little bit. I'm, okay. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> Technically, it was Siri who started it. Yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll let her off. Coming on your podcast, talking about toilet. Yeah, what's oh, that about? I'm sorry. <laughs> that, to be fair, that's fair game usually with yeah. the, the parlour. But this is great because this is where I can take a back seat where you both tell me what the heck Rick and Morty is. Oh, Barry. Oh. Do you not know what Rick and Morty is? I have a vague idea because Stace always I mean, has a go at me whenever I see her about Rick and Morty <laughs> and that I should watch Rick and Morty. And I always should. think maybe I should, but I don't really know what it is. It's just two random names. Okay, imagine if Doc and Marty from uh, Back to the Future travelled through space and had adventures, but were also a little bit more gross than usual. <laughs> and it's amazing. I would watch the heck and out of it. Why didn't you still listen to that before? <laughs> <laughs> See, it, yeah, it's awesome. You All should, you said you to me is you need to watch Rick and Morty. What's that? Well, it's about Rick and Morty. Right, well, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't really tell me anything. Sold. Yeah, well, telling me it's, it's, it's effectively like... 
you know, Back to the Future, traveling and adventures, a little bit more grossy. In space. In space. Back to the Future in space. Yeah. In fact, is all you had to say. <laughs> really? Thing is, it's not my job to sell it. You know how you said you liked community as well? Yeah. Like it's half by one of those guys. By oh, just, <laughs> I just... I just feel like I'm wasting my life away. You've just like not told me anything. I will definitely educate you in Rick and Morty business. Right. Maybe not tomorrow because we'll be tired and delirious and it will probably <laughs> confuse you. Okay. You're like, ah, what's happening? Okay. It's good though. How many seasons have that been out? Only two. Soon? This year, December-ish, I think, apparently. I'm excited. I'm very excited. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about this, actually, because I really want to know how you ended up getting involved with the uh, Little Poopy Superstar comic, because that's awesome mm. and exciting. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I, I do this other comic uh, called Our Super Adventure. And, Which is uh, awesome. Me and my boyfriend. It is oh. awesome. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. <laughs> I, I read quite a bit of it this morning. Um and oh, yeah. uh, it was awesome. I I really because oh, I've I, yeah I really I really liked because I've read a few of um sort of those sort of online diary comics and I wasn't sure to begin with um if I would like that sort of type of comic if you get what I mean like I'm not usually into that sort of autobiography more autobiographical that sort of stuff biographical that's not a word um, <laughs> biographical but um, but no I I found that I really uh, enjoyed it because. Especially like when you're in a relationship as well, there's a lot of stuff that I would, yeah, I do that, I do that, or I behave like that. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought it was fantastic as you were, Stace. So, or Sarah, she was talking. Oh yeah, she was, <laughs> oh, but, yeah, okay, as you were, Sarah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like, I did a, ugh, I did a Kickstarter to like, like 200 of those comics like last year. And, um, that kind of like really took off. Um, so I think, I got like a lot more eyes on me and um my editor um Ari Yarwood she kind of emailed me like out of the blue being like oh hey um I really like your stuff do you want to submit something to Oni Press and I was like oh do I (laughs) (laughs) but she was she was asking if she needed someone to create her own and I was like oh man I'd love to submit to Oni Press uh you know I love your books and I'm really enjoying the Rick and Morty series you're doing and she was like oh I edit that oh do you want to do you want to do something with Rick and Morty? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was. it just kind of came around from that. Um, I originally pitched like a single issue for the main comic and then they got back in touch with me and were like, this is really good. Uh, we're actually thinking about doing a mini series. Do you want to pitch for that? So I was like, okay. <laughs> but um, it was really scary pitching the first time around. Like I really just wanted, I really wanted to do it. And then like they got back to me and I was like, okay, now pitch us like five-ish and I was like oh god <laughs> um, yeah like I'm so happy that it, like, it happened and stuff um, but it's, it's called like Little Poopy's Superstar and I think when I got the email saying that like um, it, it was going ahead like I kind of like I, I looked at my phone and I was like ah, ah, I, got the, I got Poopy I got Poopy like shouting at <laughs> well my boyfriend was on his headset like talking, talking to his friends so in the background they just heard me screaming Poopy over and over again but. <laughs> Probably shouldn't admit that I'm really cool when I get comic work. Sorry. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice save. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the fun thing about working in comics is like I'm just really excited all the time. So it's good. It's good. I'm really happy to be working on Rick and Morty. But that's that's a great way to be. And I think as we've been sort of talking today, all of the comic creators that have come on. 
like people you've just said about our um people our energy levels mm. but like your energy levels are like off the chart <laughs> wait who's mine yeah all of yours all the comic creator people for it, it's, oh. uh, uh, it, <laughs> don't sound surprised <laughs> sorry because <laughs> because it's it's this sort of weird um i'm gonna use a big word dichotomy hey ooh. Ooh. I know. Look at me. Um, this is what happens when you have your first drink of the day. Um, yeah, what time? Oh, I say quarter past three. I know. Two, uh, three, four. It's, it's just the, it's the passion for what you do, I suppose, is what I mean, is what comes through, which um, I think as a fellow creative person, I think is always lovely to hear. Yeah. I think, I think you can see when someone's like really amped about the thing they're working on as mm. well. That's really good. I would oh. like legitimately uh, kill someone to work on a Rick and Morty anything. So, <laughs> like, I've got no skills in the, the the writing or drawing fields whatsoever. But I would like I would murder someone. I'd be like, yes, please give it to me. Okay. I tried it's really. Uh, I, I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't ever give her your address, will you? <laughs> Do you know she lives in Birmingham? So yeah, oh. there's terror. No, I, I'm kidding. No, um, I wouldn't actually murder anyone because I'm really feeble and a massive wuss. I um, I tried really hard to get Justin Roiland on the show though, just because I had this like tiny little like daydreamy hope thing that I would like wow him with my vocal prowess and he'd be like, do you want to come and do a voice in the show? And I'd be like, of course I do, because this voice is, you know, obviously perfect for for that. <laughs> <laughs> I have very weird oh, daydreams. Justin's voice acting is lovely. Isn't like, it though? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like a thousand angels. <laughs> <laughs> I do love. Um, I don't know if you've watched like on the um, series one Blu-ray. There's like a behind-the-scenes type documentary thing that's obviously weird because it's Rick and Morty. Uh, but they show bits yeah. of like him in the recording studio, and God, it looks like so much fun because he talks to himself a lot because he does a lot of the voices. Right. Um, yeah. And it just looks amazing. It looks like so much fun. I entered like that competition oh, that they were running where you could win the chance to be a voice on the show uh, like 53 oh, yeah. times. <laughs> I wonder who won that. Is that Emma? some Canadian guy? I got an email that was like, hey, look at the face of the guy who's going to be in Rick and Morty. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. no. no. Is it you? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to look at it. Ah, bastard. And got really cross. <laughs> that would be a really good way though to be told. <laughs> You won. It's like, hey, look at this guy that's going to be doing the thing. Surprise, it's you. Where did you get this picture from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, surprise is slightly sinister surprise, but surprise nonetheless. <laughs> oh, dear. That reminds me, your uh, Twitter profile picture just makes me happy every time I see it. It's so cute. What's the Twitter profile? Oh, thank you. It's just herself, but doodle form, but it's oh. super sweet. Cool. It's, uh, it's, um, I'm holding my holding my face with big shiny eyes, so mm-hmm. me all the time, really. <laughs> so it's it's a photograph of myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> so, with you, but back to your sort of is it our our super adventure comic? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you ever have you ever sort of put something out there? Because obviously it's your life um, that you sort of thought mm, maybe I shouldn't have put that out there. Um, well, I. <laughs> Um, there's, you know, Imja, um, like some, sometimes every now and again, and someone will put all, all of the, all of my diary strip, like do a big diary strip and I'll get on the front page and stuff. Yeah. And like, I found it's like a 50, 50 mix of people being like, this is the nicest thing ever. And then people being like, I hope one of them dies. 
Jeez. Wow. They, I, I, uh, loads of people were like, oh, God, so annoying. And I was like, so, so mean. And I, I read one of the comics, and I was like, oh, my God, well, I'm spite, I'm annoying. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I think, no, nah, I, I don't think I've, uh, nah, no regrets. YOLO. It's all good. It's all good. Hashtag. Yeah. Um, I nearly, I'd nearly put a strip in the printed collection, uh, but my boyfriend was like, nah. <laughs> so, um, I replaced it with a cat comic. Oh, yeah. I've, I've so many cat comics <laughs> but yeah oh because uh, see I've read so many comics now. I'm really hoping I'm going to get confused now do you do a comic where the um, the sidekick can turn into five different cats yes yes <laughs> awesome that's, um, oh <laughs> that was uh, Rent Quest that's yes uh, yeah yeah old now yeah but I, it's because I was kind of going through your site so it's there and I saw it and I thought that is a genius idea for, he turns into five different cats for no other reason that he turns into five different cats. I was just, yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> it's like, um, when I've been working on, uh, the Rick and Morty comic, um, I was like, oh, I've got no cats in this comic. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's new for me. But then I, whenever I'm working on it, I kind of look at like Mr. Peepy Butthole, which is, uh, if you're not familiar with Rick and Morty, that's going to sound really weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> Okay, yeah. I, I feel, I better, I feel better for that. Yeah, because I was, I was thinking to myself, just, 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 just nod and roll with it. It would be fine. <laughs> but uh, uh, I always look at him and I'm like, man, he, if, if, if there was going to be a cat character, I guess it would be Mr. Butthole. But um, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I common themes in my comics are uh, two, like a, a team of two and cats. I'm, I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm assuming you have a cat. I've got four. Oh, you have, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to judge. I, I have a, I have a cat, so I, I'm not going to judge anyone who has any number of cats because I love cats, so. It's, um, it's fun because, like, I get a mixed response. If you, even people are like, oh, that is too many cats. Or people are like, oh, I've got eight cats. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did they then drop a mic when they say that? I've got eight cats. Boom. <laughs> um, no, they usually they, they get their phone out and they're like, look at my cats. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I wish I liked cats more now. I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of cat talk today. You're, you're missing out on a whole, like, life... I was going to say life-affirming experience, but if you've got a cat, life's aren't, cats aren't there to affirm, reaffirm your life. Uh, yeah. No, no, they're not. You're there, to, you're there to reaffirm their life. Are you still there? Yeah, sorry. Oh. Yeah, sorry. No, it's <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I thought you started to say something and then stopped, and that's why I went really silent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> um, I was just going to say cats are pretty great because they're low maintenance. <laughs> uh, that is true. Company. I would always be scared um, though because I we get loads of cats just appear in our garden sometimes, and I'm just thinking like, who do you belong to? Like what? What do you, wouldn't you be scared that your cat just like wanders off one day and never comes home? I would. Oh, my, mine are all house cats. But um, I've, I've had some, some kids knocked on my door once <laughs> and like my cat was in the window and they were like, I think that's our cat. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got pictures of her with a kitten. I can prove it. Um, so that was weird. And ever since, like, my boyfriend have been like, maybe, maybe we should just keep the cats in. Like, let's, let's not let them out. <laughs> But um, I, li- I live in an area that's like full of cats. Um, there's a cat with like a like a human face that comes into my garden all the time. I love that cat. 
I, I've already said earlier, there's a cat who comes into, I won't say the whole story again, but there's a cat that comes into our garden that I've nicknamed Bat Cat because he looks a bit like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, and I do believe he's there to protect the neighborhood. So that's awesome that he's out there doing that for us. It's nice that he's protecting the people. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, someone's got to. Yeah. Yeah. To Bat Cat. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think the best thing about, um, my cat, because his name's Steve, yeah. Is the fact that when he walks past, and whatever I'm doing, he'll walk past and I'll just go, all right, Steve. And in my mind, he looks back and goes, all right, B. <laughs> and, then, and then just walk and then ambles on quite happily into the kitchen. And then that's our, that's our relationship. Apart from when he sits on my lap and actually looks at the TV. And I feel like I've got, I'll be watching, I'll be halfway through like an episode of The Flash or something. And he'll jump on my lap and we'll sit looking at the TV on my lap. And I feel like I've got to go, right, well, Steve, what you missed is. <laughs> Captain Cold's back. I know, I know he thought he'd gone to the other show, but he's back now in this one. And Steve is looking, nodding at me, going, oh, okay, I didn't realise, mate. I didn't know. So, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I love Steve. Aww. <laughs> That's adorable. The closest I've come is, because I'm not a big animal person, I'm, like, scared of most most things that aren't me. And um, <laughs> the, the, the closest I've come is to having, like, uh, fish. Um, and that they're not that, you know, you can't be affectionate with a fish, can you? Because they tell you don't touch it. It's like scales might yeah. come off. And... Yeah, you can. T- We've got fish in the um, back garden that came with the house. So the way you gestured with your head, then it seemed like you meant bathroom, and I was thinking, what? I know. I, I, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but there's a real kind of battle of wills in the garden, you see, because obviously fish, cat. Mm. Mm. But um, Steve will go out to where they- we've tried to fence it off, and Steve will sit there looking at the fish, and the fish just dive down further, so he can't get to them. And it's almost like the fish are going like, you want some? You want some of this? You can't get, you can't get to me. You can't even swim, mate. Do one. So, um, so, so sometimes it's quite funny because I'll go in the garden and watch Steve looking at the fish and the fish are looking at Steve and it's just this whole circle of life thing going on right there. Um, yeah. We ended up talking so much about cats. I don't know. Change the subject, Stace. Um, uh, um, Rick and Morty. I don't know. Uh, do you know what? I probably shouldn't start talking about Rick and Morty. Yes, you should. So I want to know more about this show because you've sold it to me completely wrongly for years. So Sorry. actually, I'd like to hear some discussion about Rick and Morty. Well, the, the main question I've got really is to do with like how you felt about, you know, when you get the job, I imagine it's amazing. But weren't you like a tiny bit daunted? Like, oh shit, it's Rick and Morty. Because I would. Wait, um, you went a bit crackly. Did you say, uh, was I daunted by it? Yeah, yeah. Because it's oh, like, because yeah. Rick and Morty are like a, a big deal. Like, that's amazing. Um, because I, man, like, I really like Zach Gorman, um, and his writing and his drawing. But, um, yeah, because he, he wrote, like, he, he wrote the first run of the Rick and Morty comic. And, um, I was kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of like, I, I was reading, like rereading them while I was trying to write and I was like, no, I can't, I can't look at this. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was really scary, um, originally, but I think after I got the, the scripts done, um, I was like, nice. Now I just got to draw it and then drawing it, I was like, oh God. And <laughs> um, I'm actually right at the end of it now. So, um, I'm, I've, I've got, I'm just doing the inks on issue five. So, um, and Mildred Lewis colours it. Um, so once I've done inks, I'm like done on it, which is crazy because it comes out and like, how many days away Wednesday is? <laughs> um, 
yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a roller coaster of emotions, but now like I'm right at the end. Um, I've been sent uh, a bunch of, um, of the first issue and the variant covers, so I've seen it in person and stuff, and it's like a, a real baby. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm just like, yeah, it's the thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 all cool. You just like just walk really slowly into rooms now. And go, yeah, that, that was me. I did that. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, it's just it's it's um, it's weird. I because I, I love Rick and Morty so much, and I'm a really big uh, fan of Dan Harmon. Um, mm-hmm. I listen to like uh, his podcast, um, uh, Harmon Town, and mm-hmm. uh, Community is amazing. So it's been like, yeah, just working on Rick and Morty has just been ridiculous um, to me, and I'm just like really excited about it. Sometimes you tell people, and they're like, "What? Oh, cool!" And I'm like, "No, yeah. <laughs> you don't understand." Yeah. You want you want to grab them by the arm and drag them back? No, no, I, I don't think you quite understand what I just meant. You get it. Rick and Morty. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's weird. I think everything that I'm doing is like, cause, oh, I just feel so emotional about a comic. So I can do anything about comics. Like, I'm really, like, amped about it. So it's, it's kind of weird sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this thing. And usually I can only tell my mum because it's all the things I'm doing are secret. So I'm like, well, mum, I'm doing this, this thing. And she's like, oh, that's, that's awesome. And I'm like, no, get more hyped. Get more hyped. <laughs> See, for me, that would be the cue for me to like give my mum all the, uh, the Rick and Morty DVDs and stuff and just be like, right, read up and then come back to phone me back. When you've watched all of those, <laughs> we'll come back to it. <laughs> what, what you want, Sarah, is, is when you walk around, is you want like a, a hype man, like from the um, the wrestling shows, just to walk around with yeah. you. So when you go, no, this is what I'm doing for Rick and Morty, and people go like, oh, that's yeah, that's lovely. And when they go away, the hype man goes, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> that's not exciting enough! <laughs> I, was, I was talking to my boyfriend about this recently, Cause like, oh, so you know, all, all eyes go through this where they're like, oh, but am I, am I, you know, you get, you get the sads. And whenever I get the sads, like, he's like, no, you've done this, 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 this. And then he's like, I'm your hype man. It's good. It's fine. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did do all of those things that are secret right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> See, my, my, my wife has a great, um, motivational technique, which actually works very well from a creative point of view. So I'm always in my own head, always going, I'm rubbish, I'm not very good with stuff, and I can't write. And, and she'll let me go for a specific amount of time, which changes. Yeah. That's important, it changes. Sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a month. And she'll say, she'll suddenly turn around and go, right, either do it or don't do it. But <laughs> if if you don't do it, stop fucking going on about it. <laughs> and every single time without fail... I get up, dust myself off, and I get back to work. It, it, it works yeah. without fail. I mean, she, she's quite harsh, yeah, but, yeah, I have to say. But um, I always remember when she read my book, um, I, wasn't in, I wasn't even in Northampton. I was in a completely different yeah. part, of the, part of the country. And she texted me when we were driving home to say, I've just read your book. And she would never, she would never, she never reads my stuff normally because she doesn't want to, you know, make me feel like I've got to ask every five minutes, what did you think? What did you think? What did you think? Um, and we were driving back and she texted me to say she'd read it. I made Dave stop the car <laughs> and I said, she, she's read, she's read Fallen Heroes. And Dave looked at me and was like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like suddenly it was a joint, it, it was a joint problem for him as well. What are we going to do? I was like, I don't know. Do I text her back? He's like, I don't know, mate. And we sat there for 10 minutes trying to reason out 
what my response was going to be, I did text back in the end and, and kind of said, <laughs> I literally text back to say, oh, I'm on my way home now. <laughs> yeah. X. That was it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and did she reply back, oh, it's the best thing I've ever read. Sorry? Did she reply back, oh, it's the best thing I've ever no, read. No, she said, CC, oh, X. Ooh. And then Dave went, well, that's not a, re-. Dave was like, well, that's not a response. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I know that, mate. <laughs> but um, no, she did, she did like it. So that was, it was all good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No divorce is necessary. <laughs> we were, we were, no, we weren't married then. Oh. So we may never have gone married after. <laughs> 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 Happy days. <laughs> See, I, I, now I'm, I almost wish I wasn't doing this so I could actually go and check out the first episode of Rick and Morty. We can easily <laughs> sort that out for you pretty much as soon as this finishes. Um, like, that's not a problem. <laughs> okay. okay. How, how many hours is like two series of Rick and Morty? Like, I, I feel like it's, you could probably do it pretty quick. Just don't, don't go to sleep at all. Just keep this marathon going. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> two years later, we're yeah. still going. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that, to be fair. Yeah. It is good. Two years later, and I'm literally a talking skeleton. I watched like four episodes of it last night. So. What, Rick and Morty? <laughs> yeah, I did. How, how, right, I, keep, I asked this question about um, what was the other show that I hadn't seen that we were talking about earlier. Oh, don't ask me to that remember That you said was only things. Adventure Time. Adventure Time, Right, yes. so um, how long is Rick and Morty? Is that the same sort of length? Well, like 22, 25 minutes-ish. And how many episodes are there in the season? Oh, less. Like, there's, I think there's 10 in the, oh, the first oh, season. Oh, I could like, do that in the sleep. Or is it 12 in the foot? Oh, I forget. The, the, around 10 right. for both. But it amazes me if you'd said... So here's what you could have said, okay? Rick and Morty by the creator of Community. I'm in. <laughs> Rick and Morty, it's, they're kind of like Doc and Marty. I'm in. <laughs> Rick and Morty, it's Back to the Future in Space. Where, where, where do I sign up for this <laughs> show? We should pay and more this, attention to And them. instead, I got, it's Rick and Morty, you should watch it. Why? Because it's Rick and Morty. It's Rick and Morty. It's, it's, it's funny and stuff happens. I, you didn't really say it just like that, to be fair. <laughs> We've already discussed how terrible I am at selling things, though. Because I'm just like, ooh, isn't it good? And yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I haven't fucking yeah. seen it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great. You should watch this. Right. I think if you were going to start on anything Rick and Morty, possibly not um, uh, Little Poopy Superstar, because you will just be like, what is this Mr. Poopy Butthole? <laughs> That's not the first episode, though, is it? No. Okay. That's like serious. Yeah, because that that that's just freaking out on a whole other level. <laughs> There's no actual poopy buttholes involved. If that makes you feel better. Strangely, it, it actually does. Although there is a butthole ice cream parlor. <laughs> <laughs> There's a what? A butthole ice cream parlor. All the ice cream comes out of buttholes. <laughs> I don't remember that. It's in the um. It's, <laughs> it's a trap, Sarah. Don't fall into it. She's making it's, shit up now. It's in, it's in the second interdimensional cable episode. Um, it's you know, um, when Jerry gets like shot to buggery, he wakes up to an advert for a butthole ice cream parlor. <laughs> Barry's face. Oh, I'm sorry. I've just unsold you. Yeah, you were doing really Back to the Future, Space, Dan Harmon, Community. You know, all that, it was all dead and butthole ice cream, ice cream parlor. <laughs> what the hell? It makes sense in the context of the episode. Right. It's fine. Don't worry your pretty little head about it. It's fine. <laughs> but I am, and I can't get that vision out of my head of people going, I'd like a butt ice cream, please. How's that, how's that even? No, you don't buy a butthole ice cream, duh. It gets dispensed from a butthole. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, like sorry. Oh, that makes it all. That makes it so much better. <laughs> I could just about get behind someone getting a butt-shaped ice cream or something. That's actually quite funny. But ice cream pouring out of someone's ass—that's that's not funny. That's you not need funny. It's really fucking funny. Oh, a chocolate flavor, please, because that looks like shit. No, no, it's just no. Honestly, if you saw the episode, you'd understand. Would I? <laughs> Werner Herzog's in that episode, and he does quite a long monologue about penises. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost him, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you, Barry. Yes, yes. I, I, ask, ask another question. I, I just, I'm I, I, lost now. <laughs> oh dear. Well, what what got you into comics in the first place, Sarah? Don't Let's say just... buttholes, please. <laughs> or, or ice cream. <laughs> or ice cream, yeah. Well, obviously. Uh... Yeah, both both of those. <laughs> I, I I didn't really in comics as a kid. I probably first saw the Hedgehog. Like I had a Sega when I was six. Oh. I was like, uh, yeah, I just really really loved Sonic the Hedgehog. So when I saw this like a Sonic the comic, I was like, get get me that. I need that. <laughs> and then I remember like reading it, and my dad was like, you know, you know that people drew drew that right. And I was like, what? The, what? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't magic. Them. Yeah, yeah, like for some reason six year old me was just thought it was just printed out like like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then I realized I could make my own comics and stuff. So I'm, I made a lot of comics when I was like really young. I used to do that thing where you, you use a duct tip on both sides of the paper so it bled through. Because nice. like, yes, I did. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a learning experience, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was, I was like really into comics. So then like Red Bino and what have you. Um, and then I kind of had a little comic break, um, until like when I was 17, um, I was at a house party and you, you know, it was a cool house party because, um, people were like, Oh, you want to check? Do you want to read some comics? And I was like, Yeah, let's have a personal look. Um, <laughs> so I got introduced to Scott Pilgrim there. Uh, and, um, yeah, I guess I think, um, I've been tuning in on the podcast. I think it was mentioned earlier, someone being like, I thought, comics are basically just superheroes and stuff which I think, mm. think was the same for me um, so realising like you know actually it's, it's not just uh, loads of buff people because um, <laughs> I was like oh actually oh there's so there's so much to comics um, so I, yeah I, I got really into comics around 17 um, through Scott Pilgrim and stuff and that um, I discovered Liz Prince who does like really good diary comics so um, I kind of yeah I just got into them through that but um, I've always been drawing so, um, probably, yeah, around then I started drawing comics again. Uh, they were a lot different to what I'm drawing now. But, uh, it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been an experience. Um, all of them, they're great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think the, um, one of the things that I, uh, realized that we kind of go on about a lot on, um, my podcast is this idea of comics being a medium, not a genre. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it's something that you keep trying to ram this point home, especially to like mainstream media who literally, you know, it's it comic, you know, to them, comics is a genre and that genre is superheroes. It's capes and tights. And they, they just, they can't wrap. It's almost like if they tried to accept the fact that, um, comics is a medium, it's like if they say that word out loud, their head will explode. Mm. Like literally, yeah. it would be like Kingsman. Their head will just explode. <laughs> and, and, um, it's, for me, I was a bit like that when I was younger. I just thought it was Marvel and DC. Um, yeah. And it was only when I went away from comics for quite a while um, 
and then funnily enough, what what brought you what, what brought you back to comics, which is what led to me start to start comic podcasting. It was a um, even though there was a kind of superhero element to it, but it was a comic series called Planetary. Yeah. Um, which is by Warren Ellis. And um it was all about this sort of team of they were kind of, they called themselves the archaeologists of of the impossible of the future, I can't remember. But basically they would go around the world uncovering like archaeological stuff and, and preserving it. But what you realise is the stuff that they were looking into was basically superheroes. And yeah. you could and you could see what they even though they couldn't mention things like Superman and Batman and whatever, um, you knew that's who they were talking about. Like there's one where they kind of find this old crashed spaceship or whatever, and there's it's effectively the Green Lantern um he used to charge his ring or whatever, and they find that in there's like an old sort of artifacts and stuff mm-hmm. like that but what that kind of so that was like my kind of gateway because a i was still getting that almost capes and tights slightly but it was a a whole other type of comic that i'd never seen before mm-hmm. um and that kind of made me go looking for other ones i was like what what else is out there and the more i kind of explored the more i then suddenly realized oh this isn't just superheroes this actually is a, this actually is a medium of different genres and i think with probably much more so than in many ways, many other medium is we're still inventing uh, new genres, like almost like on a sort of yearly basis. There's comics that are coming out which don't fit into what we perceive to be like your standard genre, you know, like comedy, drama, action, adventure, whatever. Um, yeah. You know, even your stuff, you're like sort of, uh, you know, online comic, which is kind of depicting your, your, your life. Yes, it's, you could say it's a little biographical comic, but I wouldn't necessarily say that because with those type of comics, they tend to have a beginning, middle and end where you're, you're charting someone's life up to a point, whereas yours is just your, it's just you reflecting what's happened to you on a daily basis. Um, and yeah. I, I think, I think your way of saying it, cause I think you, you call, you basically call it an online diary, don't you? Online comic diary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've seen a number of comics that do the same thing. So in my mind, that is almost a genre in itself. Online, you know, mm-hmm. online diary. That's a genre so that you could effectively look up and search for and stuff like that. So I think for me, it's it. every so often I get a bit of a kick up the arse with comics. And I think doing this podcast and researching for it has been one of those kicks up the arse where I'm reminded, like, blimey, it's one hell of a vast market. And we just have no idea. People have no idea just how big it is, especially if you're on the outside looking in. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll just get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand where you're coming from because, like, for me, like, I always I always knew I was a nerd because I liked a lot of nerdier things when I was younger. But I didn't start reading comics till I met Rich because I just didn't think like I was like, oh, I'm not really that interested in all the spandex and capes and tights and beers. Uh, and then just before I met Rich, somebody bought me a copy of the Johnny the Homicidal Maniac director's cut trade i don't know if you've ever read any johnny the homicidal maniac but it's Rings mental it's by um uh, uh, that's the one <laughs> the guy who, <laughs> yeah the guy who didn't <laughs> him. and it's um and it's it's it, like it's insane and it's amazing and i mean there was one strip in there that almost had me crying laughing that was just like a one-page strip about this guy like on a date with his girlfriend at a restaurant like a really fancy restaurant and he's sort of sweating and looking a bit uncomfortable. And she's like, like, blah, 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 date, 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 blah, blah, blah. And he's like looking steadily more uncomfortable. And then at one point he just jumps up screaming and he's just got like relentless diarrhea and he's running through the restaurant. And I was like, comics are so weird. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't think this was a thing I could read in comics. How bizarre. And then just like started going to Nostalgia all the time. Yeah. But, 
But I think that's the thing, and it's why I get annoyed, a little bit annoyed anyway, when um, I overhear conversations where people sort of go, you know, I want to get into comics, what comics should I be reading? And people always then go, oh, well, you've got to read Dark Knight Returns, you've got to read Watchmen, you've got to read, what's the one with the mouse in, in Nazi Germany? Is it, is it Smouse? Mouse, it? yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I meant mouse is in M-O-R, no, M-O-U, you know, anyway, forget it. Um, yeah, mouse. Um, whereas my first question always is, what are you into? What, what, you know, what sort of things do you watch? What do you read? And then I'll get a sense of what sort of genre that they're into. Then I can recommend a comic that's appropriate to that genre and what I believe that would be into rather than just giving them the stock, you know, five or six comics, which are the comics to read. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the right way to do it. Cause I know people that they've been recommended Dark Knight Returns, read it and never read another comic. Mm. Because it wasn't aimed at them, it wasn't the sort of thing that they would normally read. If you watched, if they could, if they did that as a film, Batman v Superman, um, then they wouldn't go and see that film. So why would you recommend that comic to them? And that's mm. why, that's where I think we lose a lot of people who would potentially love comics because they get recommended the wrong thing to come into it. That's that's yeah. just that's my two pence anyway. <laughs> I think it's like really great that there seems to be so many webcomics at the moment because um, mm. I mean yeah anyone can read a webcomic you don't have to invest anything really to do that so and like there's such um, such an array like this uh, so 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 many different webcomics out there so I think that's like a really cool way to get into uh, reading comics as well which is like something maybe that wasn't so common um, I don't know how long webcomics been about <laughs> like five ten years ago so, uh, yeah, bless my comics. I, uh, I think, I'll, uh, I do really like them. Pretty really bad at talking. Sorry, guys. No, 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 don't, no, we, no, we, we like to not, not make you feel that we're monopolizing the conversation. That's why you hear these lots of gaps where we're letting you talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would talk for England if, uh, if you stopped for any given moment, maybe, yeah. like, moment of time. So, yeah. it's actually stop talking, go. <laughs> um, but I, I think with the web comics is there's, Again, it's that same thing. They're effectively, they're free comics cover, again, cover the, the entire spectrum of genres. Mm-hmm. That is a great place. And you're right. You're right, sir. It's a great place actually to, in many ways, rather than say to people, go and read, go, go and pay money to like get these comics, go into a comic shop, actually go, what genre you're into? Well, I'm into this. Right. Well, start with these, start with this book comic because actually that fits your genre. It's free. You can just read it. And then if you like it, you know, that maybe there's a printed version of it or that will give you your kind of little route in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think the thing with webcomics at the moment is, again, it's this thing of there's so many of them and you, you that you have to kind of know where to go specifically mm-hmm. for a, a certain webcomic. Otherwise, you don't know. And I think that they almost need to be brought together more. Like it, like now, we effectively now, digital comics really is comicsology. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, well, Amazon now, but whereas before it was a bit of a wild west. And yes, there are pros and cons to having it all on comicsology. And I, I'd freely admit that. Um, but at least it means that now if I talk to someone, which I have, and I say, you should check out this comic and they go, mm, I don't really read comics, blah, blah, blah. I can then say, have you got a, an iPhone, an iPad? Yeah, I've got that. Well, get comics, get this app, comicsology. It's all on there. You can pick it up from there. It's, it's a quid. Oh, okay. I can do that. And most people will give it a go. My wife's given quite a few comics a go that way. She doesn't, she doesn't read comics anymore, but she gave them a, f- a bit of a go on comicsology because it was accessible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that's the key to getting more people involved in comics is to make it 
as accessible and as easy for people to get hold of your stuff as, as you can. And I think with web comics, one of the difficulties that I, I certainly find anyway is the spe- the landscape is so broad that I, I forget half the stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think there's, I think there's an app. I want to, I want to say comic rocket. I'm not sure. Um, I think that's, that, that sounds like an app. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think it, but I think it's one specifically for web comics. Um, that you can kind of, you can download and, and basically once you, cause my biggest thing with webcomics is when I find a great web, webcomic, I read it and go, oh, it's great. And then I forget to go back every Tuesday or Thursday mm. that it updates itself. Um, and what this app did was you could basically subscribe to the webcomic via the app and then the app would automatically download it. So you would have, say, say you followed six webcomics, it would have all six of the new pages right waiting for you. Um, so stuff like that, I think is a great way to kind of, bring be, bring people more into it um because if there's one thing i've learned in the last sort of day or so is like um i'd forgotten about just how good web comics are mm-hmm. um yeah. you know and i think th- there needs to be a bit more kind of i don't know bringing together of them it's like um have you heard of tapastic i think that's the one i'm thinking of <laughs> well it does, that sounds exactly the same as the one you described <laughs> they, they might just have the same model but um, yeah, no, that's that's really good. Um, I, I feel really bad because I was uploading my comics onto there and I kind of stopped because I keep, I keep forgetting and right. I get a lot of people being like, Where, "Where's the new comic?" or "Why are you um, uploading it onto plastic?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> soon maybe. I'll, I'll upload like a bunch in like a week and then I'll, I'll leave it for a couple of months again." But yeah, no, that's that's a really good way to read web comics. Now I I have I have heard of tap. Taptastic, because I think I've used it for my own comics. Um, yeah. I literally uploaded one as a test one, and I thought this is great, and then never uploaded anymore. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I am rubbish. So <laughs> um, yeah, I I think like ugh, I've been I've been a bit bad at reading web comics lately, um, but they they were really good for getting me like more into comics and immersed in comics and stuff, and also like. I mean, doing comic shows is where, you know, you meet everyone in the UK scene. But, like, web comics as well, it's like you could read everyone's comics online, like, before the show, and then pick up, like, the actual book in person, which is really cool. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I bloody love web comics <laughs> as a, as a thing. Um, even though I'm not really reading that many at the moment, but, um, I mean, at the moment I'm buying physical copies now, which I'm not reading either. I'm just buying them, apparently. So. <laughs> Yeah, I've got I've got a pile of things that's uh, stuff that I buy at Thought Bubble that I haven't read yet. Yeah, it's from about I, three years like <laughs> worth of them. I'm I'm awful at that because every Thought Bubble, um, they always have the Cineworld guys who have a stand, mm. and for people who don't know Cineworld, is they do a lot of European comics, um, but they yeah. always they always have really good deals. It's always something like if you buy like two, you get one free. If you buy four, you get two free. Something like that. And um, they're very knowledgeable. And and sort of going back to what I was saying about um, asking people what they're into, the first time I went up to, the, to these guys and was talking to them, I said, I'm I'm interested in trying some European comics and stuff like that, but I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know what to get and whatever. And they said, what's the sort of stuff you're into? I said, well, I really like pulp adventure, like adventure stuff. So they recommended me stuff that was from that genre, you know, and they did the same to who I was with, who was really into science fiction. They did the same thing. And every comic that I bought from them, I really enjoyed. So the next time I saw them, I went back again. 
and and A picked up a couple of the newer trades of the stuff that I was already reading, but then I said, Oh, I quite like Westerns and I quite like the no no, I said I'm really into the occult. I like sort of occult stuff. I went, Oh, but do you like he said, Do you like Westerns? Oh yes. Well, this one is basically this team of like cowboys and they investigate the occult. I was like, right, well, I'm there. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Um, and, and I think that's the sort of trick I think that I know when I'm behind the table on the other side, I try to do is rather than just telling people this is what my comic's about or this is what my book is about, I will kind of say, well, you know, do you like stuff that's pulp adventure? Do you like stuff like this? And if they say yes, I go, right, well, what this is, is blah, blah, blah. Cause I think nine times out of 10, if I, if I say, well, you, you know, do you like pop adventure? And they go, no, I absolutely despise it. Okay, move along. Move <laughs> along. This book is not no, for you. Nothing to see here. Throw a curtain <laughs> over my stuff. Keep moving, you know. Um, but that's, that's the trick. Do you, do you do a lot of, um, conventions, Sarah? Yeah, I do. Um, I was about to say, like, talking about Port Bubble, I'm a, I'm a guest at Port Bubble this year. Still Boom. Look at you. Oh, so, highfalutin. Look at you, highfalutin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I, I was a guest at uh, Glasgow Comic Con last weekend. That was pretty mm. cool. That's one I really um, want to go to because it sounds like it has a thought bubbly kind of vibe and I love thought bubble. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I love, like, conventions in Scotland generally because, like, the, everyone is into comics there. Like, the atmosphere is great. So, so mm. yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I'm going, I'm going to San Diego Comic Con, uh, um, not this week but next. Oh, well. are you? Wow, as a as an exhibitor or as a visitor? As a, I'm I'm doing a bunch of signings and panels. Wow! So, uh, I, Holy crap! I, I, I'm Oni Press's guest, I guess. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I'm really I'm really pumped, but I'm also a bit overwhelmed because uh, San Diego Comic Con looks really huge. Have you have you ever have you ever been have you ever been before? No, but um, oh. I've been reading up on it, and it just kind of sounds like you have to do a lot of queuing. Like some people yeah. are like, oh, if you really like want to go to this thing, you've got to queue up the night before. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think there'll be much. <laughs> I don't think you have to queue a lot for me. I'm doing like a signing like uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I'm doing a panel on the Sunday. Right. So that's going to be wild. But um, yeah, I'm just really excited to go because like, yeah. Yeah, I've never been. Um, what what's the um what's the panel? Um, it's I think it's called uh Monster Butt Battle Time. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, I think it all I, comes back to butt. I know. I thought I'd done such. I, I thought I'd done such a great job steering away from it, getting sort of like real deep, talking about web comics and you know future comics, and suddenly we're back with assholes. <laughs> Wait, what? I said. What did you think I said? What 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 did you I, say? Monster Battle Time. Oh! Oh my god. Did you think I said monster bumhole? No. Butthole? I thought you said monster butthole time. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> to be that fair. Was... I, I would not go to a panel called that. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that, that was what Stace translated to me as, which was monster butthole battles. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sarah. As as you were, ignore ignore the whole butthole battles thing. That, that, I mean, most you know. of my comics, uh, just, they've got they feature a lot of butts in them, so it's it's an easy it's an easy link to make. Right. <laughs> um, uh, like look, working on uh, Little Poopy Superstar, it's been great. Just telling people, like, oh, I work on this comic called Little Poopy Superstar, and it's about Mister Poopy Butthole, and everyone's like. Nice, nice. 
But, uh, yeah, just tell him my name. Like, hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. Um, yeah, and I'm at other conventions this year. Uh, I'm, I'm at MC. I'm going to do all the MCMs I can. But I okay. guess the tables haven't gone up yet. So, yeah. So, um, if you had to, if you could only go, so if you kind of fast forward to 2017, um, if you could only go to one convention, what convention would you pick and why? Oh, easily Port Bubble, if we're staying in the UK. I mean, I, mean, I haven't really got, I want to do like shows abroad. I yeah. really would like to do SBX. But, but um, yeah, I mean, Port Bubble is like my number one convention, I think. It's kind of like a end of the year party and everyone yeah. that I love goes and uh, so many like fans of people. So that's definitely the convention that I buy all my comics at as well. Um, I'm really bad because obviously I'm supposed to be at my table, but I'm always <laughs> scuttling about like, I gotta, I gotta see this person. I gotta buy this comic. But, um, yeah, no, that's my favorite. Um, it's, yeah, it's like a big, a big party of all my comic friends. So yeah, I love it. it is good. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not going this year to Fort Bubble. No, that's not allowed. I know. I can't. It's not can't. allowed. I've been every year for the past like five years. And people have to like peel me off the dance floor at that party because I won't leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of which I've been one of those people, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. I love dancing, guys. I'm shit at it, but I love it. <laughs> no, I can, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> I, 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 I friends. Huh? No, no, you go. So, oh, oh gosh. This <laughs> 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 is really embarrassing. I think you should talk. <laughs> no, no. See, now that you said no, that, you I'm going to say it. No, no, Sarah, you go ahead. You take your time. We'll wait. Okay, I'll talk about the really important thing. I was throwing some shapes on the <laughs> <laughs> That That was it. <laughs> 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 I got um I got chan- chanted off the thought bubble dance floor last year because uh I don't were you there last year Sarah? Um I crashed like I'm really I I want to I'm trying to be better at it because I always I usually drive up in the morning of a show to do it so I end up getting like up at like five a.m. or four a.m. or something and I do the convention and then I'm like yeah I'm gonna go to the after party and then I'm like haha I'm in the hotel I'm in the bed <laughs> so I'm that's what happened last time but I want to um, I want to believe that I'm gonna and make it to the party oh, this year. I think you should. But yeah, no, last, I, I missed it. Last year I was um, in the middle of the dance floor and everything, all the music stopped and the guy who was DJing, and I think it was An- Anthony Johnson at the time, yeah. uh, stopped everything to say, is there a Stacey Taylor on the dance floor? And I was like, oh my God, someone's done like a shout out to me or I've won the lottery or something. Because I was a bit drunk, so I thought it was going to be something <laughs> exciting. And he said, oh, one of your friends is outside. He's really sick. You need to like sort him out. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, and the whole dance was chanting, stay, stay, stay. And I was like waving from the top, like, yeah, I'm just going to go and pick up my dead mate outside. Yeah, and yeah. See not, not quite how I envisioned this working. No, I, you know, if I ever got chanted on a dance floor, I was hoping it'd be for something other than your friend's a bit of a mess, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it was nice while it lasted. I felt a little bit famous. You were famous for we're, that, we're... Right? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've just noticed we've sort of come up on our time now and I didn't even get to talk to you about Sonic the Comic, which is the uh, the band, which is very exciting. Yeah. But yeah. Got, like, got a minute. Got like a minute. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I was going to ask originally where the name Sonic the Comic came from because when Googling it, it just shows you actual comics about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> but now I realise your insane love of Sonic the Hedgehog comics is possibly why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
we named it and we didn't really think about it. And now we're like, oh, it's going to be hard to Google us. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's for, we, uh, me and Steph, who also plays in Sonic the Comic, both really think Sonic the Comic is tops. So we, we were like, yeah, let's name our band after it. Let's do that. I'm always a bit jealous of people who are in bands because I am a person who would absolutely love to be in a band. But nobody wants a person who can't play any instruments, can't write music or lyrics and has a passable voice in their band. Well, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people come to our table a lot when we're um, doing conventions and they're like, oh, I really love Star the Comic. And I'm like, oh, you should direct all that love to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kind of turn up and I'm a bit fussy when we're recording. But I, I just really like uh, singing. Yeah, that's well, that's the same. I just I absolutely love singing. I'm not great at it, but I just love doing it. But I um I was listening to some Sonic the Comic the other day, and um like it really struck me how much like because I used to work at Music Zone with um Alexi from Johnny Foreigner. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Sonic the Comic reminds me so much of early Johnny Foreigner, which I think is best Johnny Foreigner. But we kind of. Me and Steph know each other through Johnny Foreigner. <laughs> We're friends with Lexi, he's cool. So that, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's been ever so nice talking to you. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to blather with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been lovely. Uh, I'm, um, I'm really aware every time we get to this point of the show that I don't want to hang up on people and I just want to keep talking. I know. <laughs> it's I know. making me slightly uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, bye, I guess. Oh, no, no. You've got you've got Rachel Stott next, right? Yeah. Yes. She's a dream. Hang up on me. Get talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And um, hopefully we'll speak to each other on the Thought Bubble dance floor. Of course. Because I'm yeah. holding you to going to There's that. no talking. The first rule of the Thought Bubble dance floor is there's no talking in the Thought Bubble dance floor. Just yeah, dancing and just cutting dance. shapes. Yeah. Cutting rugs. <laughs> cutting rugs. <laughs> well, cool. I think that's, uh, that's us going then, isn't yeah. it? Thank you very much. Bye, Sarah. Bye. No, no, that was not trying. I was geeking out a little bit, trying to calm myself down. Um, social media, social media guys gone. Yeah, he has, and Rachel doesn't seem to have appeared yet. Uh, I'm a bit concerned because she did pre-warn me that um, she's actually at an event at Doctor Who Day. Oh, is she? And um, and she was going to try and find a spot with some Wi-Fi, so she may be having Wi-Fi times i don't know (laughs) that's good because then that means that um we've got time to have a bit of a chat do a competition maybe because we still haven't done (laughs) so what are we so we've got like i'm gonna go to we've got loads of prizes the prize bag yeah the prize bag so what we could do is we could start with the um who's just sent your message i don't know oh it's rachel stott (laughs) um so yes, we're doing comp- yeah. So we're doing competitions, um, and uh, we what we need what we're going to do is make it nice and easy. Give you a nice and easy question, answer the question on Twitter, and then probably what we'll do is the first person who gets the question right, we will give you a prize. Mm-hmm. I think for this time around, because I haven't got the list of prizes to hand, it will be a a, a surprise prize. <laughs> I can remember. D- d- should we do the? Should we? No, let's not do the Bevis Wilson prize because he's going to be on late. So yeah, we'll, we'll, do do it, well, yeah, do it when he's um, on. What else? We could we, do, we could the, do the, um, the improper books prize. Yes, improper books. Yeah. Oh, they're good though, aren't they? There's a load of cracking graphic novels Yeah, we've there. got some porcelain. We've yep. got uh, Night and Day. Is that the Choose Your Own Adventure one? Yeah, yeah which is from, awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Malp, which is an Alfred 
anthropomorphic pulp adventure with mice with mice which is awesome i've read the first two it, um, i've read the first one i haven't read this i might read the second one before we send it to the winner because <laughs> <laughs> we've got one and two of or stace might magically win somehow um, <laughs> but yeah they, yeah they're awesome if you like um if you like liked granville um granville what's granville which is by um brian brian talbot which is granville if you like Mark, then you should read Granville. Um, then you'll love this. You'll love this. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've got up for grabs. This is our first. This is our first comp. So we expect a good response. Yeah. We just need a question. Don't look at me like that. I haven't got one. I have. Yeah. We're going to do a continuity question. Ooh. So it's a continuity I've question. So at some time today, I told a story about me going on a hunt for a mythical creature. What was the creature? Ooh, people like to be paying attention. So to repeat, at some stage today, I revealed that I went on a hunt as a as a teenager with other teenagers for a mythical creature on our local council estate. Doesn't sound quite as cool that way. <laughs> no, you've, um, you've embellished it and made it worse. <laughs> yeah, no. What, what was the mythical creature? So what we used to do is tweet the answer to, uh, what's your... Uh, at Stacey's Parlour. And be sure to use the SPCP live hashtag yes. because that will make it easier. Yes. For finding out who was first. Yeah. No hashtag, no prize. Oof. Getting our call. <laughs> Little bit harsh. But fair. Yeah. I'm now wondering whether people have already tweeted Mike and he's just like frantically on the toilet going, I, oh, I don't what? know. So, yeah, so we've lost social media guy. I haven't seen him in like hours. No. So I'm a bit concerned. Maybe he's gone for a nap or something. Yeah. That'd be a bit rude, wouldn't it? I'm While sure, we're here I'm sure he hasn't. Um, <laughs> Better not if I tell you. Um, we've got Rachel Stott will be coming on in the next few minutes. Yep. And uh, so happy. we can have a bit of a chat. So um, going back to Deadpool. No, I did. I really enjoyed it. And I was really quite surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Because mm-hmm. I think I was expecting not to like it. I was... Uh, I, I'm a massive Deddy fangirl anyway. Like I have been for a really long time. And I was a bit nervous when they announced it. But as soon as I saw the first trailer, I was like... <laughs> get in this is going to be the best thing I've ever seen in my life and uh, well you know I saw it four times at the cinema so that <laughs> tells yeah. you how much I liked yeah. it because he was supposed to they were supposed to kind of do Deadpool in the Wolverine weren't they yeah and they just messed it up yeah I mean I'm not as upset about that as a lot of Deadpool fans are because right. I don't think like I think that movie had a lot of problems and I think Deadpool was possibly the least of them <laughs> um, because if you look at everything that was going on with Deadpool in it Aside from the fact that he can't talk, like there should be no circumstances under which Deadpool can't talk. Yeah, that seems like that's his like that's his thing. He's the merc with the mouth. He has to have the mouth. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, like the sword play was fine for me. Like the regeneration was fine. The teleporting about the place was fine because he used to do that in the comics anyway. He just had oh, like, okay. he had a little gadget that did it for him rather than it being like a power, I suppose. Um, so that to me it wasn't that bad because it was like oh they took a guy who was like a merc and they made him into like this big scary thing. Um, it was just the fact that they took his mouth away from him that distressed me because um... that's not. Deadpool. Yeah. But um, I think that movie had like, had a lot of bigger problems, like with the fact that it was a bit shit. <laughs> Great intro, though. It's it's sad because it's there's a good movie in there, I think. It just it gets let down on a few fronts. There's some like really dodgy CGI. Yeah. Like really dodge. Uh, and there's some like really terrible dialogue. Like the, the story itself is not that bad. Yeah. 
but there's some like really bad dialogue and some really bad delivery that makes it, that brings it down a bit. I I quite enjoyed it though. Like like Pete was saying, I came out of the cinema and I was like, oh, that's all right. Yeah. So well, yeah, I didn't think it was as you know. I thought, but like, I thought the intro where it showed him and um, Wolverine and his uh, brother through the yeah. sort of centuries in different conflicts. I thought that was that was awesome. Mm. And I think the problem was. When you watched that sequence, it was like, well, how are you going to top it? And the answer was, well, you're not. Well, you're not. <laughs> you're just going to go steadily down from here, really. So, okay. And I saw the third Wolverine film, which I thought was okay, other than the fact I fell asleep. Yeah, you told um, me about this recently, and yeah. I was thinking, Barry. I fell asleep when I woke up, he was fighting ninjas on the train. I was like, what have I missed? This is the problem with that film, is that it takes like a good hour to kick in. Yeah. And it's really annoying because once it kicks in, it's actually a genuinely good movie. But up till that point, it's just like, oh, <laughs> when are you going to fight something? Yeah. Do a sneaked. And it's also, I suppose it's that thing, isn't it? I mean, he's lived for a long time, so I guess that's the thing. But I'm kind of like, oh, where's the ang- what's the angst about, dude? You're indestructible. You know, you can't die. You regenerate. Uh, crack well, open a cold one and chill out, man. But that's where the angst is, isn't it? Is well, that, you know, everybody you know and love has died or yeah, going to die. You know, but also it means green. a lot of people you don't like eventually are going to die. And <laughs> you can do a dance on their grave. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? There is an upside. That's all the next miniseries to... of Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Him just dancing on his enemy's I'd love grave. to see someone do that. Like someone's immortal and there's someone they work with and it's like, you're just giving them a hard time. So that's okay because in 30 years time, you'll be dead. <laughs> I'll still be rolling along, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just, maybe it's a bit far. A little bit harsh. Oh, oh, here we go. Was she supposed to? Oh, I answered yeah. that. That was really oh, Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. 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 I can hear you. Can you? I, I can hear you. I can hear you. Ah. Hey. <laughs> Rachel, hello. You... Hello. Can you hear weird background sounds? A little bit, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> I was just going to say, oh. ambient noise. No, I like it. It's good. Yeah. It feels oh, a bit lonely like in this kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a recording, really. I'm just at home, pretending I leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I suddenly feel like I'm in an episode of, like, Friends, and, like, suddenly Ross is going to walk in or something. <laughs> <laughs> and go, and be like, hi. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so I understand... Oh, what? What? Am I on the like, right now? Yeah. <laughs> so no swearing. Okay. Oh no, you can swear. You like we. Oh oh no, I, don't, I wouldn't worry. Wouldn't worry. But we've we've long since burned that bridge. Yeah, I, I made a I made a slight thought in my head that I wasn't going to swear until after midday, but pff, failed almost instantly. So yeah, <laughs> that's your water service midday. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, all the kids are in bed. Surely we, we literally burnt the watershed to the ground at about. 20 past nine. <laughs> yeah, we did. Full of water, but it's gone. That thing is <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is ashes on the wind. <laughs> that sounded really poetic. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Because I've been drinking whiskey, it always makes me, brings out the poet in me. <laughs> Are you enjoying it, by the way, this black cherry yeah. business? It's good, eh? Yeah. Sorry. You know, Rachel is here as well. I do know that, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, does that make you sleepy? If I drink, it makes me fall asleep. Like, in about an hour, aren't you guys going to be like, you know, oh, you just, you just, in, you know, entertain yourselves listening to the podcast. <laughs> no biggie. Pretty much. Well, I'm hoping what will happen is it will take me through a kind of slightly aggressive phase where I would just get really aggressive about TV shows I don't like and stuff. <laughs> then I'll come at the end and I'll start, I'll start evangelizing about stuff I do like. And then I'll probably pass out for maybe 10 minutes or so. 
which in which time Stace can riff for a little bit, maybe do a bit of soft jazz. And then I'll wake up and I'll have my, my second wind and everything will be good. And no one will even have known that that's happened other than the fact I've now described everyone in detail what is going to happen. Well, the other problem you're having there as well is you're not taking into account how much I might fall asleep. <laughs> nah, she's going to be fine. She looks wide awake. <laughs> and the guest at the other end going, hello? 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 <laughs> <laughs> like sounds of the ocean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you so this coffee shop has it has it just had a, a nuclear attack or something? Because you sound really crackly. That's <laughs> oh, cute. I mean, it is in like a bunker because you never know when the tips are going to hit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really sorry. I could go and find better Wi-Fi you could try. I don't. I don't mean I'm not going to hassle you. I can understand you. So yeah, we can understand. We can understand you. We can understand you. Uh, no. <laughs> You're like any more than it would normally do coming in here. <laughs> no. No, it's good though because I know that if I'm making noise, I'm causing you pain, which is it's, it's it's because what what I hear is crackle crackle insult, and then crackle crackle insult, which is which given the last time we actually did any kind of semi podcasting together, Rachel, is is pretty par for the course, really. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not even saying words; I'm just going. Oh. Yeah. Is there a <laughs> is there a dramatic history here that I should know about? Yeah, we yeah um we so we Dave and I did a load of panels for the um Ice Comic Convention last year, mm-hmm. of which uh Rachel was on along with um the other Rachel Rachel Smith. Ah. Um and effectively, yeah, it, it, yes, the you're the other Rachel. Yes, you're the original. Yes, not the not the other. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, uh, <coughs> but see, basically, what she's just done there was what Dave and I had for half an hour. Um, constant which, interruptions. <laughs> yeah, constant interruptions. It ended up with Dave and I effectively handing the entire, um, interview over to the two Rachels who did interviewed us and we swapped chairs <laughs> and everything. The video is on YouTube. It's, yeah. And then they proceeded to go through our stuff and, and insult us in front of everyone. So yeah, yeah. Happy day. So, you know. I feel like you're more relaxed with yourself Yeah. Yeah, I, so when I saw that your name was on, I, I was I was excited. Oh, that's um, like, you had regrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, how long can I go to the loo for at four o'clock precisely? <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to go to the loo at all no, know, until Rachel's gone, because then it will look suspicious. Part, you know, I, part, I would, people would only give you money if they knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> so I understand that you're hanging around in a in a coffee shop at the moment because you're off gallivanting doing fun Doctor Who day things. Yeah, yeah, I am. So I'm just like I've just come from a signing at Vin Planet tonight, and then cool. and so I didn't forget to take my name tag off, which happens a lot. <laughs> is, is that in case you're walking down the street, you can sort of point to and go, "Yep, that's me. I know." Yeah, right. exactly. Jackie. You don't even know the name, Jack. You know who it is. <laughs> what you should have on, on the back of your T-shirt, it should say, that's right, it is me. 
<laughs> like that. I always um, when they used to do adverts in the back of comics in the sixties. Oh no, my phone's going up. Hang on. Oh my god, that's a Doctor Who music. <laughs> okay, that's my sister. I hope it wasn't an emergency. Because <laughs> <laughs> when she phoned me like an hour ago, I picked up and I was midway through conversation with someone, so I was going, blah, 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 Doctor Who, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, ugh. I knew I got the right number, but I picked up and I just said, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. My sister says I need to ring her back. Um, hang on. Sorry. No, I can tell <laughs> her okay. pretend that I'm not WhatsApping at the same time. <laughs> That's if you if you want to call her back, that's okay. Yeah, we yeah we thing. we'll still be here. No, I'm just thinking that like I'll end up phoning her, and she'll be like, "Oh, I bought these shoes, and I don't know if they're nice." <laughs> <laughs> that's what sisters are for. Yeah, exactly. I've got a shoe emergency stat. Ring me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my my sister does this thing where because she knows that I don't like using the telephone. Like I'd much rather do a text because talking to people scares me. Don't ask me why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Okay, I will. Um, but uh, she'll, what she'll do is she'll phone me. So I'll think, oh gosh, she knows what I'm like. It must be something important. And then I'll answer it and she'll be like, oh, hello, do you fancy pulled pork when you come over next Sunday? And I'm like, a text couldn't have sufficed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I have mixed feelings about pulled pork, but that's a different story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I didn't say I was professional when I invited you on. So, so Rachel, how's life going as a Doctor Who artist? Pardon? I said, how's life going as a Doctor Who artist? Uh, uh, pretty crazy. It's nothing but parties and drugs and <laughs> <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> And I love it, and it's like working every day doing the thing you love. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, as a living goer, it's, it's all right. It does the job, doesn't it? Yeah, does the job. So, um, I'm gonna say I don't think I really got in, got a chance to kind of talk to you about this last time properly because you also do, or I don't know if you're still doing. You were doing Star Trek stuff as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So I did Star Trek to begin with. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and then, oh, uh, sorry, I'm really, because <laughs> I'm waiting for my coffee to kick in, so I'm just like, yes, I drew some Star Trek, and then I drew some Doctor Who, and now I'm sat in this coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that yeah, is my life, the star. I'm going to go back to it soon, so I really love Star Trek. So I was going to say, well, actually, you answered, you answered the question I was going to ask, which is good, but um, so what are your thoughts on the, well, A, actually, what were your thoughts on the second new Star Trek movie? Because I know people are really torn over that one. Um, I want to know what you thought of it. Well, I you know what? I actually, when I first saw it, I really liked it, but mostly from a this is a fun movie perspective. So it's always nice for me to see Trek on screen and stuff. And but the thing that I thought was a bit sacrilegious about it was it felt like J.J. Abrams had watched Wrath of Khan and gone, "Well, that was okay, but I could do it better," <laughs> which you know, yeah. it's insane. <laughs> I mean, it is the very definition of insanity. Yeah, so really. if they'd have taken out all the Wrath of Khan stuff, it would have been great. So I really liked the bit at the beginning with the volcano. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of other stuff I really liked. But I, I don't like anything where they try and make Star Trek 2 military esque rather than like exploration and science y. So, yeah. So because it was like, oh, we're at war. Like any movie where the trailer's like, 
War is coming. We're at war. (laughs) (laughs) War is coming, but not to my house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas if the trailer had been like, look at this weird plant we found, Captain. I'd have been like, take my money. But uh, it's funny because I... I, the first time I saw it, I really enjoyed it. And it was almost like the Khan stuff. It was almost like a Jedi mind trick. And someone was whispering in my ear, it's not Khan. They're not doing Khan. You know, he isn't really dying like Spock died and they flipped it around because they're trying to be cool. That didn't happen. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just watched it and enjoyed it. Um, <gasps> I, it's just fl- <gasps> oh, we've, lost, we've lost Rachel. Oh, we've lost Rachel, people. Oh. Well, Rachel down. I don't quite know what to do in this situation. What we do is... I have to sort of wait for her to come back, I guess. Yeah, we wait, but as we... Because she's got an hour. Yeah. Well, actually, she's not. She's got... Well, not um, anymore. No, she's got like... She's got 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, you don't like Star... You don't, you're not a Star Trek fan, are you? It's or not you don't... A... Oh, she's oh, back! Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Again. <laughs> I think someone in this coffee shop was like, are you kidding me? Into Darkness was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just hung up the call for you. Yeah. yeah just, well, 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 I... JJ Abrams will be there just like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to just put a coffee cup. You don't, I'm JJ Abrahams. I, just, I overheard your conversation. I thought I'd come over and just go, you're talking rubbish. It's a great film. <laughs> I'd like to think that JJ Abrams is secretly a cockney. Yeah. <laughs> It, 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 in my world, everyone's a cockney because that's the only accent I could do, which, funnily enough, is my own accent. I am absolutely going to get a different accent out of you. You're by not. The show. You're not. I have to. You, you, so you're that's, just that's not. Your own you're not very good at it. I, 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 you see what I've got to deal with? I thought it was this like is what, Oh, don't go there. No, don't. Don't. Oh, don't make you don't, don't pull out the Dick Van Dyke card. Chim chim. Oh, <laughs> chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chimney. Jim is as lucky as lucky as me. Oh, fuck off, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> you, you know what Dyke do want, son? Do want? Yes, anyway, back to uh, Star Trek. Yes, back to Star Trek. Um, yeah, so the first time I saw it, I actually really enjoyed it. How, on, and I think that's probably the problem nowadays with films is because you can watch things multiple times so easily. Yeah. As to when I was a kid, when you literally watch something once, it's like, I won't see it now for another like 10 years. Yeah. Um, but on, on rewatches of it, I found that I've liked it less and less, primarily yeah. be- because yeah, of, it's because I can't. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just like, yeah, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I, I was stopping. No, but it has mainly been, like you said, Nothing else about it is I have a problem with. It's only been the fact that it's Khan. Not even Benedict Cumberbatch as a villain. That's fine. English villain, all that. I get all that. That's fine. Um, but it's the fact they went, and not only am I English villain, I'm also Khan. Yeah. It's It's almost as if, like, in Force Awakens, he'd had a scene where, like, Han Solo's like, Oh, I am your father, and then <laughs> no. Like, no. Like, oh, yeah, we see it again. It was great the first time. We did it. It's fine. Yeah. It's covered. It's good. Yeah. See, I don't yeah. have that attachment to like because I've never seen. Well, I say never seen. They've literally just put all the episodes of Star Trek onto Netflix. Right. And so Rich has been like, I'm watching these, and I've watched like two so far, which I've quite enjoyed, to be fair. Uh, but I, I've ne- like other than that, I've never seen any. 
of the pre JJ Abrams stuff. Oh, so I don't think they're great. Not the first movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the movies. The movies three, uh, two, three, and four are like a more a better trilogy to me than the Star Wars trilogy, which I know is very naughty to say. And my house is going to burn down when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you know what? For for like years and years, and probably only to the last couple of years, I didn't even think of those films as a trilogy. Yeah. Um, but now that I think of them more as a trilogy, I think you know what they work really well. Those three films. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Really, really well. Especially with the idea of consequence and the fact that when you get to Star Trek 3, um, the problem with the problem with the Star Trek films now is like every other day the Enterprise is getting knocked out of the sky and crashing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like. Whereas in the original movies, when they did that, it was like. It, it was. It was massive. In the cinema, when he sort of goes, oh, we've got one more job to do, it's like, you know, self-destruct sequence. And when he even, he even looks at, like, Scotty, and Scotty's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you know yeah. Like, that scene is so weighty, where they're, like, reading out the numbers. And yeah. And probably would never in a modern movie, because it's literally, like, a ten-minute scene of them reading out, like, zero, one, zero, zero. Yeah. Destroyed. Drug- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'd be and awesome. It's, an, it's got, like, all these themes about, like, getting older, yeah. and fathers and sons. And yeah, and, and Shatner is amazing in them. Like, yeah. Whenever I hear people going like, he's such a rubbish actor, I'm like, ha ha ha, yeah, sometimes, but in those movies, he's great. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, and I think, I think because I didn't really, actually, no, I could, I could talk about those few all day. What I'm going to say about the JJ ones, what annoyed me is, I was so worried about them rebooting Star Trek and the fact that they were so clever about the fact that they said, the way that we've done it, we've effectively wiped out the timeline so we can do whatever we want. Yeah. I thought it was genius. Yeah. So, and then would you do? We go and rehash the second movie. Exactly. That, like, that's uh, what was so disappointing was that the first one was a hundred times smarter than anyone expected it to be. Like it was so clever, and the storyline yeah. was so good, and, blah, blah. and then the second one comes along. And it's just a remake, a bad remake of a movie that was already great. Yeah, I just, yeah. Just, uh, weird. I, I, it is, so, I, I literally. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I do like Benedict Cumberbatch as a villain. Just, just. I'll watch anything oh. Benedict Cumberbatch is in. <laughs> I really don't like Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh. <laughs> the ashes of my house are going to get weed on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with with, pa- with paraffin. Okay. Yeah. But no, 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 he's a good actor and stuff, but he gets it. He's like sitting at the. Yeah. This is the thing that that my hubby was saying when he got announced as being Doctor Strange. Because he was like, well, obviously he's going to be good at it, but does he have to be in fucking everything? And and that was, (laughs) um, and my problem was because as a kid, Doctor, I loved Doctor Strange as a character. I thought he was just wicked. For a start, he had the big fuck off collars, which is just cool as. (laughs) Big collars and he had a beard. It's just, what was there not to like? Mm-hmm. And my problem was when they said it was going to be Benedict Cumberbatch, it's exactly, I like him as an actor, but I was like, seriously, is there no other dude you could find to play Dr. Strange? Come on. Exactly. Like, um, said Oscar Isaac, I was like, he would have been amazing. Mm. But then, but then they brought out the first photos of him as Dr. Strange, and I went, okay, yeah, take amazing. my money, <laughs> take my money, because you, I open a comic and then I open a picture of Benedict as Doctor Strange and I go, well, that's, it's like Christopher Reeve and Superman. It's yeah. like, that's Doctor Strange. You know, so I'm like, oh, okay. Even in like the set photos with no special effects on them and stuff, I was like, yeah, that's really sold it to me. That's a great costume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And I think that might be the one time I do cosplay is as Doctor Strange. Oh my God, please do. I yeah. want to see that. That would be great. It, just, just I as saw part. I on the window and they had like um, fake legs that were thrust and then their legs were like in a sort of a pillar of, I don't know, cloud of it. So it was like you're sort of floating along on a cloud. <laughs> that, that's awesome. I I'm, I'm finding it really hard to picture that and it not be creepy. I'll be like, uh, yeah, I, okay, um, just make sure you don't need little Barbie leg. <laughs> <laughs> One leg's just vastly longer than yeah. the other. <laughs> I'm, I'm also, I'm just. When it comes to creative, I'm, I'm just not that. You're a creative cosplay. I'm not that mm. creative. My idea of cosplay um, was this is a true story. We went to a. Um, Fancy dress party because then it was called fancy dress. Now it's cosplay. Um, but like we went to a fancy dress party and um, I turned up in a hoodie, t-shirt, and jeans, and everyone else in all these fancy costumes was like, "Well, who have you come in? That's not costume." I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm Eddie. I'm Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop." <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know. I really like when people do the niche outfits because I saw um, a photo of three guys at a convention and they were dressed as the Ghostbusters. But you know the scene where they're digging up the street in Ghostbusters Two, so they're dressed as workmen. <laughs> I really wish I was like I had the money and the patience for proper cosplaying because my version of cosplay is anything I can like purchase from a store and just put on. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to have to sew yeah. or cut or have patterns. Like I'm not the. It's too much effort. Yeah, I've 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 always wanted to. Um, do just because I love that guy's voice, he could read the phone book. I've always wanted to cosplay as um, Cisco from DS Nine. Yeah. Um, you don't want Deep Space Nine, Stace. Okay. I'm just I'm just translating for Stace. <laughs> Sorry. Deep Space Nine, and the the, um, the captain who ran it was um, Captain Cisco, black guy, beard, bald, um, really really cool voice, like velvet chocolate. His voice was. <laughs> right. um, that's that's awesome because I have to admit that's one of the things where it's like once I get enough money that I can buy silly things. I would love to get like a custom made stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've seen them. Like, I was gonna say I've seen them being sold online. They're, they're proper expensive. Mm. Yeah, like, but they look. Yeah. I know. Also, I think there's only certain things my my wife would allow me to just walk around the house in. Um, <laughs> and I think like she. That scene, you know, incredible. You'd be like, well, my super, super. <laughs> you know? Oh my god! Please tell me she's incredible. Yeah, it's sorry. It's just that you broke up really badly as you were dis- like describing that part, and I was like, oh, what? Oh no, no, yeah, you oh. know the scene where it's just the ice pirate guy is like, where's my super suit? And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that pretty much could w- could well be my life. <laughs> that could be. Yours. Yeah, although to be fair, she's quite happy with me wearing a, a bear onesie because I have a bear onesie. With, with ears and everything, it's got. Are you aware we're on we're on live right now? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, Rachel. If you go far enough back on on our Twitter, there's a picture of me with in full beer. Like full beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barry goes full of Barry goes full beer. There's a there's a headline there somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I can't get behind onesies. They're too sweaty. You what? Onesies. They're too no, sweaty. No. I, I've, I did get I've, a Spider-Man one for Christmas, but it, it was one of the things I was like, I'm not wearing that. And then I had like one cocktail at Christmas time. It's the greatest thing I've ever owned. And then two cocktails <laughs> later, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got a family member going, 
Uh, you meant to wear like something under it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, really? And <laughs> <laughs> not tied around your waist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have a um I have a Captain America onesie, which actually the hood forms his mask. Does yeah, it have oh, look. oh, I've seen this. Yeah, it's awesome. It's very difficult not to sort of do like Captain America poses whilst walking around the house. Um, <laughs> uh, th- 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 it's quite difficult because when I pull the mask over, I have to take my glasses off, which means I actually can't see anything. So that's mm. not quite the same as Captain America, uh, <laughs> apparently. Um, who knew, eh? Um, <laughs> and uh, and I have a Stormtrooper onesie as well. Oh my God, how many onesies? I never like, pictured you as a onesie like, kind of guy. And maybe also Well, it, it's um, it's it's my my wife. Well, it's not my wife. It's my mother-in-law. Um, she always buys me onesies at Christmas, and because she knows I'm a geek, she'll just go and go right. Well, that's geeky. I'll buy him that, and that's it's fine. Gonna, I, it's going to turn out that like all your clothes are onesies. So even if it looks like wearing <laughs> jeans, they're actually sewed to your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> to be <laughs> fair. That would that would really help me in the mornings if everything I wore was a onesie with just a giant zip down the middle. That'd be awesome. See, do you know what puts me off onesies? And this is probably going to sound really strange, but like, if you wake up in the middle of the night in the winter and you need a wee, like, isn't it really cold to have to get the entire top half of your body out of the onesie to have a wee? I say nay, Stacey, because... You have a man piece. No, because the way the ones. <laughs> Because what? <laughs> because you have a man piece. You could just like unbutton a small amount. And no, just... but because... Right, well, I just okay, did a motion right. that nobody right, needed we're, to we're, 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 we're two things. No one in the history of like penis talk has ever said unbutton a small amount. <laughs> it's it's not like... like a centimetre and then... No. And then thumb it out. It's not like the butchers where you go, I only want two pounds, mate. Could you just trim off a bit off the edge? It doesn't... No, it doesn't work that way. But also, with the onesies, the zips, you have zip, two zips at either end, so you can zip up. Yeah, yeah, but See? still, as a woman, that's not going to help you. Oh, from it? a woman's perspective? Yeah. Oh, well I, well, I don't know, do I? I like, I, mm, yeah. she got a she-we, I suppose. Well, uh, I, I don't know. Answers on a postcard, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've, got, I've got nothing. <laughs> Sorry. I think this is me officially saying I'm never going to own a onesie. <laughs> Uh, but if you were going to wear onesie, what kind of onesie would you go for? A turtle's onesie, obviously. Oh, okay. It'd have to be a turtle's onesie. A Donatello, specifically. Okay. You could rock a turtle's onesie, I'm telling you. I don't think I'd look bad in it. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, all right. Look, all right, look, at, all right, look at you. I ain't looking to look bad in it, bitch. No. <laughs> I'll, rock that. I'll, I'll rock your world in the turtle's onesie, man. I'm telling you. I tell you, the world isn't ready for me in the turtle's onesie. Okay. But I'm just thinking more about, you know, the midnight pee sesh. Is, is, is well, mine. you could just wear it during the day and then change before you go to but bed. There's no law that says, I don't wear my onesie to bed. But what's the point of a... What? Just put pyjamas on either way, then. No, but you... But you, you have to get changed three times. Like, you come home from work and you put on your onesie, and then you go to bed and you put on your pyjamas. No, technically, I get changed four times because there's a whole smoking jacket hour. <laughs> I'd forgotten about your smoking jacket. Which is seven to eight smoking jacket time. You're so weird. <laughs> so. Anyway, Rachel's here. <laughs> so, 
I'm sorry, Rachel. We should ask you a coherent question. Yeah, go on, Barry. You do that. I'm going to eat some skittles. I'm self-conscious of my crunchy voice, so I'm very happy to just sit here and listen. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but this this way we embarrass you more if you ask you questions that you have to answer in a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You mean most of my coffee shop sound effects CD players? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, so. So you're looking forward to the new series of um, Dot Two whenever it comes back. I'm not don't know next when year. it's coming back actually. Christmas episode and then next year. Mm. Thank you. Very good. Someone has done their homework. Someone is getting lines and <laughs> put in prison. I can't. The teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a bit of a jump. <laughs> lines from lines to prison. prison. I was like, wow. <laughs> 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 I'll start doing some lines. No, fuck that. You're going to prison. <laughs> prison. Uh, right. No, I mean, I don't even like it that much, so I'm not that <laughs> I'm the most excited that I've ever been free together. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's one of those weird things where it's just like, you kind of want it to come faster, but at the same time, like, it's nice having a gap. I, yeah. Like, I kind of like the fact I'm hiding, but yeah. One one of the things I liked about the, um, the last series, I really liked about it, was I remember... As a kid, Doctor Who being on in the autumn. Yeah. So it would get dark when Doctor Who was on and it was just a bit creepy and mum would always bring in, bring in a cup of tea and some biscuits to watch Doctor Who and it was like, oh, I'm ready now. Sofa's right there with a the corner so I can go around if needs be and I've got my cup up, everything's sorted, let's go. Yeah. Um. So when they were showing the last season on autumn, it was really special for me because it was kind of like, this is when Doctor Who should be on. I don't know because I child so for me the when I watched it the most was after 2005 when it came back and yeah um, it like oh I was used to being in, on in springtime and it was always nice watching the Christmas one because they'd have the trailer for the new series at the end of the Christmas episode so yeah the gap got too big and they had to stop doing that I, that was something I always missed so so I'll fight you because you're wrong and I disagree <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, we're already going to prison, so and he shoot and he shoot me or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's going a bit far. I don't know. Um, what do you think of the uh, new companion or companions? Because isn't there two of them? I, now? I, I don't know. Oh well, Matt Lucas is coming back to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but um, the new companion lady, Bill. Uh, like I've, I've, I know people that have seen like the read-throughs and stuff, and I have it on good authority that I'll like her. So that's right. Cool. Uh, and I, I'm kind of biased towards her already because she put some of my artwork up on her Instagram. Right. So I was like, Wee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can do no wrong. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, let's be already. <laughs> let's be best friends. Yeah, she's really cool. <laughs> so good casting. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I, <laughs> I was gonna say I quite I quite like the um even though obviously it was quite stagey, but I quite like the little clip they showed of the two of them. I thought they worked quite well. Yeah. I thought it was a nice different dynamic. It was kinda of, it reminded me of like Doctor and Donna like Yeah. Like, yeah. Laugh. yeah. Yeah. Well I, I think sometimes as well that when you get a when you get a doc, when a doctor sort of um I, I forgot what happens when he changes. Now it regenerates. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely going to prison. <laughs> oh, God. Damn you, whiskey. Um, yeah, when uh, when the Doctor regenerates and they, they kind of immediately get stuck with the previous companion for the previous Doctor who's built up this amazing sort of like repartee with. Yeah. Um, it, it always, sometimes it, it, can, it can work, but it always never feels quite as right as when they didn't get their own assistant. 
you know, their own companion. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So, and I, I know, I know people, you know, there's a lot of people who didn't necessarily like, um, oh, I've got a name now. Clara. You I know, I'm really... Clara. Clara, yeah, Clara. <laughs> um, it's because it's, it's she's already gone, so I've already forgotten her, that's why. Um, <laughs> but because, no, but because she had such a good sort of relationship with like Matt Smith mm-hmm. and she had a good relationship as well with um, Peter Capaldi yeah. but I think a lot of that did start off being built off the fact of Matt Smith and trying to get over that and the rest of it that I think actually him now getting his own sort of companion to kind of build their own sort of relationship that's what I'm kind of looking forward to seeing mm. yeah yeah definitely because a lot of his relationship with Clara was based on that whole well, would you give your friends and we change the personality in their face and things like that and that's what yeah. so much of that storyline is about so mm. having like just a companion who just a companion will be really interesting. Yeah. Not not sure about Matt Lucas, but that's just that's just me. <laughs> oh, I loved him though when he was on the Christmas one. I thought he was really funny, so I'm quite happy about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, I have a very childish sense of humour though, so him just kind of going like, oh, really makes me laugh. But <laughs> yeah, it makes me do something else, but. <laughs> I'll give him the I'll give I'll give him the benefit, but I'm just looking forward to it. I mean, I I do I like I enjoy Doctor Who. Um, it's it's fun time. So that's I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> they should it is. Yeah, Brain <laughs> Music Geek Syndicate. It's fun times. <laughs> I like it. It's fun. Oh, yeah. To be <laughs> fair, that's that that's pretty much ninety five percent of all my reviews. Is either yeah, that's a bit of fun. Check it out. Or now nah, I didn't really like it. it. Worked for me, but check it out if you like that sort of thing. That is pretty much what I've done for ten years of podcasting. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and, and so far until now, no one's really caught on to it. You've just dropped yourself. In I know. Room. Watch them listening figures just plummet. <laughs> not right now, hopefully. No, obviously not now. Oh, I'm looking forward to the um to the new series, but I am always trepidatious when there's a new companion because i always like i always sort of dislike them a bit at first because i have this like slight bit of jealousy that it's not me even though i'm not an actress right i just want to be yeah i just want to be in doctor who and i want to travel the stars with peter capaldi like leave me alone that's all i want from my life um but so whenever there's a new one there's always like that little latent bit of like "Mm, mm," resistance because i'm a bit like yeah, yeah. But I think the thing for me is that I've I've not seen anybody that I've taken to so far as much as I took to Donna. Yeah. I really yeah. want like another Donna type person to come along. Do you know it was I weird was her. the one that's the one um of the new who that's the one episode that I haven't seen. You know the runaway is it the runaway bride? Yeah. Um I haven't seen that one. Oh it's so good. Um, it's like one of my one of my favourites. You have to watch it, that one. To explain why I haven't seen that one. Remind me, is there not a giant a giant spider on the body of some kind of human lady? Yeah, so thing? Your, your reason not to watch this has to be because it sounds so amazing that I just felt like I had to save it as a thing. Because, no. seriously, like if you said to me, like, an episode of the giant lady spider, I'd be like, well, I'm there. <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. And unless you're arachnophobic like I am, okay. in which case... In which case, someone's saying to me, it's great, there's a... Which is, the funny thing was, it was coming on at Christmas, and Dave had already seen it. Dave rang me to say, whatever you do, do not watch the episode of Doctor Who, because there's a giant... Well, he said, he said you could probably get away up until this point, mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then there's a giant spider and it talks. And I went, you know what, mate? I ain't even chancing it. I'm well, not even going near it. Could you not just it. watch the whole thing, but close your eyes a bit when the giant spider lady's there? He also told me that he found her really annoying. So well, I didn't this is it. the thing I loved about Catherine Tate was when she was in that, I thought, cool, what a really irritating character. I'm glad she's only in it once. And when they knew she was coming back, I thought, ah. Shit. Oh, but yeah. they did so much stuff to develop her. Mm. Yeah, it was amazing. And like going back to see that first one now, it makes the ending of her run even sadder. Well, oh, God, yeah. Oh, well, God. The, well, the weird thing was, is because I hadn't seen that, I so I came on board basically when she'd come back. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any of that sort of... Because those people were going, oh, she's going to be rubbish. And, and I hadn't seen Bonnie Bryan. So, and I, don't, I hadn't seen any of the stuff that she'd done, like her comedy stuff. So for me, she was just an actress coming in. And I pretty much quite, other than the time, other than the few times where she kind of shouted a bit too much. Um, I actually quite, I warmed her pretty much straight away. And you're right, by the time it got to the, her, the, the way she ended, her arc ended, because in my mind, right there, when she kind of became effectively uh, another Time Lords, I thought, boom, spin-off, done. I thought she was uh, that little that little bit where she was kind of being like the doctor and stuff like I thought was brilliant. I thought it was wicked. Yeah. Um and it was a real shame that they and I thought that worked better than what they you know, with Clara and um Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh Bell. yeah, what's the chops? Amazing uh, thing you yeah, face. Yeah. Which was effectively doing the same thing. We're now gonna go off in the Tire Snap Adventures. I thought, yeah, that's great, but the Donna Noble one just worked so much better. If they'd done that same sort of ending with Donna and she just went, I'm going to go, I'm the doctor. I'm clever enough to fix this myself. I've got my own TARDIS. F you. I'm off. I'm having my own I adventures. Know, I, thought, I thought this was like a, um, oh, what's the word? Like a reply to that, like an alternative. Cause I know that me included people had issues with the fact that. Uh, he wiped her memory and she clearly said no and like she'd rather die. Yeah. He did it yeah. anyway. I didn't like Which, that. I, I, I don't think it's like naughty by the makers of the show. I think it was just the tenth doctor being the tenth doctor and being like yeah. um, doing whatever he wants and getting a bit crazy on power and stuff. Um, so the fact that with the twelfth, he was like, his mind got wiped so he got a taste of his own medicine. I really liked that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point actually. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I did think um, David Tennant's run where what he didn't realise is what he was building up to, uh, where he was just basically being more and more of a dick. Um, <laughs> and then you had that, which for me still is possibly my favourite Dot 2 episode, probably ever, I would, for me, was Waters of Mars. Yeah. Um, that sequence at the end where he kind of, he, he comes back with, and he's basically changed time. Yeah. And there's this whole bit where he's raging against time. Where he's like, I'm the winner, I'm the blah, blah, blah. And then they get back to Earth. And he's kind of like, oh, all this time I've realised what I am. I'm, I'm the winner. And the and the and the captain sort of says to him, like, I don't think this is right. You know, Time Lord Van or whatever she says calls it. I don't. This is this is wrong. And he's like, Well, I can do whatever I want now. You know. Here you go. Opens the door for her. You know, off you, off you top little human person. Um, <laughs> and then she goes inside and sort of commits su- commits suicide, which is really as about as dark as you can go for mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Yeah. And what I loved was the music was beautiful, the setting was beautiful, and then him seeing time change, and we get to see the, how the Doctor sees time, and and he, him seeing time change, and literally realizing like I've effectively become the master. Yeah. Um. I've and then the, the Udu turning up, and him going, you know, I've gone too, I've gone too far. Is it too late? I thought for me that was that was TV on another level for me as a geek. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Um. 
And, and every time I, I think when people slag off Doctor Who, even when I slag off Doctor Who and I think I'm not going to watch it anymore, I always think, no, I'm going to keep watching because for mo- there's always moments like that I've found mm. in every single series since it's come back. There's always one or two moments where you just think, wow. Yeah, like, damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Peter Capaldi's speech on war, I was like, damn. Oh. <laughs> damn. Yeah. I was like, dude, you all you just need to get in the room, you all got played. I would absolutely love, though, I would really love for them to just, just for the adults in the room, to just film, like, him as his character from um, that political show that he did shit, I've forgotten the name of it. Oh, The Thick of It. Yes, I would love to see, like, him as the Doctor, just effing and blinding everywhere. Just just one scene. Just like, you know. He turns around and they're like, okay, we've had a set visit of loads of, like, primary schools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go, all right, you fucking scrotes. Who wants to see the TARDIS? <laughs> scrotes. <laughs> uh, the old ones are the best ones. Um, but I think I think Peter Capaldi's been um, amazing. Mm. I've, I've really liked his stuff actually, um, and I, I think the. Um, He's one of those kind of actors as well. Like, you imagine that as other actors, if you go on set, you think, shit, I'm going to have to really bring my A game today because mm-hmm. yeah. he, he's on he's on set. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I really like, I really enjoyed the um, last series. I got a bit confused towards the end with some of the, the very last episode. I got confused with some of the stuff that was going on. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think the whole him going back to Gallifrey, I think they could have probably stretched out more mm-hmm. than what we, we got, to be honest. Um the thing I was annoyed about that was that they could have easily kept that a secret if it wasn't for the fact that in the episode description that the BBC released, like, yeah, so he goes back to Gallifrey and blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, for yeah. 10 years, he hasn't been able to go back. And you just spoiled it on purpose. Like, you could have had yeah. a massive secret. It would have been on the level of, like, you know, when um, Professor Yana turned out to be the master and stuff. Oh, that was... Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, my only, my only. Well, I've got lots of problems with with um, John Sims as the master, but anyway, that's a, diff- that's a different story. Um, but my my only thing with the masters, I really wished that he'd stayed as Derek Jacobi because he was awesome. And yeah, like he was. one minute he was the master, it made it more yeah. special to have him because he the way he just even with just the way he looked and the way he stood and his body language going from being Professor Yana to being the master was incredible. Cause he was just so malicious. Yeah, like, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was on screen. He was He's like, I'm a vaudeville villain and I'm going to own this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I only get five minutes and I'm going to milk it for everything. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he was. He was he was proper awesome, actually. Um, so what's been your favourite... I don't want to say favourite episode because that might be difficult unless you no, know no, of I one. Know. You do know. Oh. It's uh, Heaven Sent from last season. The one where he has to punch the wall for like... Oh, oh, oh yeah. That episode that's... was rough, man. Yeah, that was good, <laughs> wasn't it? But I don't even remember the last time I watched a piece of television and I was sat there going, like, you know, as the numbers are counting up, so you see like the montage, he's going, oh, the stars say that I'm like 10,000 years away and it's like 100,000 yeah. years, a million years. And as it's going up and up and up, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, holy shit. Ah. So yeah, that was incredible. And the acting in it was superb, and uh, the direction in it was so gorgeous as well. Yeah. I think it's that moment where you realise that he's doing the same thing over and over again, which you don't realise to begin with. That moment, so it's a double gut punch, because it hits you because you think, shit, he's effectively Groundhog Day. But 
then when he's punching the the wall and you think, okay, but it's then the fact that he's actually making a difference and then all the thousands of years pass and he's slowly getting through and slowly yeah. getting through. Yeah. And you just think, fuck. But he then gets out the other side of Scalifrey and the first thing you think is, you're like in the Steven Seagal movie, you think, you're so fucked now, Time Lords. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the first thing you just think, it's all over for you. I know he doesn't like weapons and shit like that, but it's all over. Pack up your shit. Your job's done. Yeah, <laughs> in the very next episode, like really early on, there's that scene where they send like a massive like warship to go get him, and he literally just like walks out and just faces <laughs> yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like the fact that the the Doctor's almost been like overpowered in in New Who, but I, I like the fact that when he does those sorts of bits, when they're all standing there and everyone's like going, "No, no," but he's a war hero. No, I fought with you at the Battle of Blah Blah. No, you don't fuck with this dude. Yeah. I love shit. I, I just I. I love the idea of you being a background character and the camera just like, <laughs> you know, fuck with this dude. <laughs> Seriously, it, I, I, it's a bit of a spoiler. I wasn't going to say it, but me and Dave are in the next season of Top 2 and we're literally just going to be in the background one of those moments going, fucking hell, it's Top 2. You don't want to fuck with that dude. You I'm telling you, mate. amazing time, Lord. That would be <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we if you were in Doctor Who and didn't we, invite we, me to comply, I would straight murder you. We did a little, pro, <laughs> we did a little promo on Geek Syndicate. I don't know where it is now. It's lost in time where Dave and I basically did Doctor who and Dave was a doctor and I was his assistant um, but I don't know where it is now it's like, but we always have this running joke saying like we couldn't do Doctor Who because um, as black guys it's like we can't we couldn't go anywhere <laughs> we, oh, no. we, we, could, we, we just couldn't go anywhere there's an episode I know we're back, there's an episode with like um, uh, David Tennant and um, Freema yeah where they go, uh, they go I, I, think it's, I think no it's when they go to Pompeii Oh yeah, or, or something, and he, yeah, and that, yes, and they're walking, and um, no, it's not no, because that's not her at all. It's someone else. Anyway, she goes, he goes somewhere with him. Anyway, it's the first trip they take back in time, and people are kind of looking at her and whatever. And he's yeah. like, and he says to her, the like the Shakespeare code. Yes, and he says, yeah, and he says to, her, oh no, just if just walk of authority and blah blah. It's all about authority, and I'm like. Dude, you've never been black one day in your life. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> right. I have to admit, though, one thing I really like about Doctor Who and appreciate is that there's that terrible thing in period dramas on TV where they act like black people weren't invented until, like, 1980. <laughs> 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 like, like, there's a few blogs I follow online, and they, they collect, like, evidence of um, people of colour being in, like, England and America and places like that before you know, like the 1960s and stuff like this. Oh, yeah. Being, like people in society, you know, like being figures and being respected, you know, that it hasn't always been just white people in England. Mm. And so I really like the fact that you can watch Doctor Who and there'll be a medieval episode and there'll be like a mix of all different kinds of people in the background. And I think that that's probably more historically accurate than just whitewashing the whole thing. So well, yeah, there, that's something I there, actually really like. But there's a, um, a new time travel show coming out. I can't think what it's called. And in it, they, they go back to the time of Hindenburg, which I think is the 30s, Hindenburg mm. disaster. And um, the pilot they want to send back with them is a black guy. And it, for me, it's one of the best and honest scenes in a show because he's talking to the, the black guy who wants... There's two black guys having a conversation. And one of them wants to send the other guy along with his team as a pilot. And he he goes to him and said, look, mate, there is, li- there, there is literally no place in the past that you can send me which is going to be okay for me and I just thought that's just genius I'm so glad someone's actually owned up to that and gone it's not going to be like hey everyone hey I'm here to have adventures in time oh uh, oh 
Oh, 96 is America. Okay, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Maybe they'll do that in the new series. He'll be like, I didn't travel with very many black people for a good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I'm a doctor, every episode is someone going, hey, doctor, can we go to Victoria, England? Why? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's like, doctor, why are we always going to the future in space? There is yeah. Oh, happy days. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna write Stephen Moffat a letter. <laughs> Decided. You do me. <laughs> right, so we're in we're in our last minute together, Rachel. So. Where can people find you? Not not what coffee shop you're at. I was going to say, not right now. That's yeah. creepy. That would be great. I'd stand up and be like, I've got clothes. Has anyone found me? Um, <laughs> and on Twitter, I guess if you want, but my content is terrible. And I'll be aggressive and mean to you if you want. <laughs> yeah, 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 thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, Twitter, and that's about it. And cool. in, in your monthly funny pages. Well, thanks so much for coming on in the coffee shop. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. And uh, good luck come going back to your house, and I hope it hasn't been burnt to the ground yeah, and no one's too. pissed on it. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'll be talking to you soon because Rachel Smith and I wanted to do like something contacty with you, maybe. So. Yes, Rachel's already um, sp- spoken to me about that. So, yes, I'll, we will be in touch. It's a collaboration. It's lovely to cool. meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've let Barry just like talk all the time, but it's because he's so good at it. I'm kind of in awe. Oh. <laughs> I'm just well, like, oh, I, I've decided the next hour I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to sit here quietly and drink Are you whiskey. eventually going to go to the toilet? Because it's making me nervous that you haven't been yet. I'm going to go to the toilet and then that, <laughs> that way you can just talk and I'll be in the toilet. I'll be in the toilet for an hour. <laughs> so. But yeah, do that. Guys, I have the rest of your podcast history. Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah. Signal. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Boop. Fell asleep in the evening. Could have sworn it was morning. It might be an idea. To get those fabled eight hours. Where's the fun in life? Just stay up with the Just reset.